Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What's up, guys? I'm back here for part two with my friend Craig Juiced. Uh, as you know, he's franchising his handyman business all across Canada. He is seeing explosive growth uh, with this franchise model, and he's really tapping on an, a, a really you know gap in the marketplace where homeowners and property managers need someone handy to come in, and they need a brand they can trust with their uh problems around their home. And so that's where Craig comes in with his brand. They are a premium service provider. And we talk about in this episode, the who's to blame factor, where when you are branding yourself as a premium service provider, you're able to command a higher price because you create greater perceived value and you give your consumer confidence. As you guys know on this channel, I am all about premium pricing, but also making sure that you offer that very, very white glove level of service to your customers. So you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Craig is a very smart guy. He's got uh, decades of experience in home services, in entrepreneurship. And so he's definitely going to be dropping some value on you throughout this episode. So I hope you fasten your seatbelt and hold on to this awesome interview as I sit down with Craig Juiced from Local Handyman Group. Bill thinking, hold on. Uh, oh, we're now live. Okay, sweet. We are live. Uh, guys, welcome to uh, our broadcast today. It's uh, Dave, the home service business coach, and I've got my good friend uh, Craig Juiced on, who is founder of the local handyman group. Craig, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. The Dave and Craig show is back on the road again. So uh, nice. So yeah, <laughs> we're doing well. We're uh, working through all the challenges that everyone else is and keeping a positive attitude and focusing on what we can do versus what we can't control. So that's well said. Um, just so the listeners know, uh, guys and girls, I had Craig on uh, from my revive page, maybe five or six months ago when we were just getting going with COVID. So it's uh, fun. We can check in with Craig and see how he's doing. Uh, I really do these interviews to bring, uh, bring as much value as we can to you, the viewer who's trying to grow your home service business, and uh, and Craig is my first guest up, who is a uh, a bit of a tycoon in the home service industry. So I figure we we'd start big and kind of see if he can drop uh, some gold nuggets on us. Uh, I'm also repping my jobber swag today. So um, today is jobber promotion day. So they sent me this in the mail, uh, and so I am a, an ambassador for Jobber and and happy to spread the good word of their service. So that's my. Uh, my swag today but um craig maybe just tell us um a bit about you where you live and tell us about i know you you're a man of multiple businesses uh but tell us kind of your current business that you're that you're spending your time on here sure so yeah our our main focus is certainly the local handyman group uh we live in south surrey white rock area and uh, close to you, Dave. Um, we won't put our addresses out in case people that know us want to come visit. But uh, uh, 
So we launched uh, about three years ago, servicing White Rock Sales Surrey. So, you know, one band, one handyman service, a 604 handyman. Uh, within three years, we've grown to service 23 cities um, between here and Ontario. It's been uh, it's been really good growth. We've very much focused our business on that local vibe and feel. So the local handyman group is a umbrella to other local brands. So we have five locations uh, for 604 Handyman in the Lower Mainland. Uh, Southern Alberta is 403 Handyman. So Red Deer, Sylvan Lake, Lacombe, Airdrie, Calgary, they're all sold out. Um, Regina, 306 Handyman. Um, and we're actually changing some of our branding positioning going into Ontario with the local Handyman group because there's so many area codes that we, we really want to pick which ones we're going to do. Um, and our business is a, is a mobile uh, Handyman franchise. Uh, we focus on small and large jobs. Our business has changed quite a bit in the last 36 months with um, probably an 85% residential to 15% commercial split. This year, we're probably close to 50-50. Um, and our goal in 2021 is to get to about 70%. So we've identified property managers and realtors and stratas as, um, as really core to the business, still keeping... Um, to our mantra of you know no job is too small so you can book two three four hour jobs online and then obviously anything bigger than that um is a conversation that you have with one of our franchise partners but um you know the business as with all other businesses we've had to uh change a little bit over the last year in ppe and what some of our on-site procedures are um but we feel very fortunate that our schedules are still full during during a pandemic um which shows that you know people are home that's where I think people really need to look at 2021. I know we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but you know, there's a lot of value in home services right now, I believe, because there is a vaccine coming. It's going to take, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet and we have to take two, two doses. It's going to be a while before, you know, all of us get it. It's going to be, you know, older folks and frontline and then, uh, and so when I look at that, people aren't going to be as tra traveling as much. We had a very busy summer. We had our, our highest revenue month was in August all time for the business because um, people are home, they need things done. And I think the reality has set in that this is the, this is what we're working in right now. So wear a mask, keep your distance, work in a clean area. What do you do when you meet a customer? How do you follow up? Uh, leveraging technology to really reach out to customers. So we've taken that and kind of crunched all of that together into uh, into a little handyman business that uh, continues to grow. And we're now seeing um, bolt-on businesses and services that we're looking at um, that I can expand on later on. But as a whole, that's the main focus of our business right now is the, the handyman services of core. Nice. There you guys have it in a nutshell. Um, that's a ton of info. Okay, so let me just recap. So your your background is in is in franchising, right, Craig? Like that's kind of that's what you do. That's what you know. Yeah. So I've been in franchising for 16, 17 years. I was on the executive team uh, for one eight hundred Got Junk. I was managing director for one of their emerging brands called Wow One Day Painting. Um, everyone that works in that office is is injected with the entrepreneurial spirit, I think, before you uh, sign on the dotted line. Yeah. So a lot of people that leave there end up starting their own businesses. And, you know, we took what we felt was world-class 
branding and systems and duplicated what we had learned there into our own little brand and um, and grown it from there. So, yeah, I mean, you keep saying little, but you're in how many cities? You said twenty. Well, we're servicing twenty-three cities with thirteen locations right now. Okay, so basically, so the listeners know you've basically created this super awesome brand. You've identified this gap in the market of starting residential, all these honeydew lists, people have all these things to do, but they don't make the time to do them. And now you're almost pivoting into adding a a kind of a commercial side where you're working for these property managers and realtors. Basically, as home service companies do, you're saving these people their time and taking care of their pain point for their in exchange for being paid for they're basically getting convenience convenience service exactly i had a um a call yesterday with a property manager they've got about 250 um properties that they manage in the vancouver area and it's very evident every time we talk to someone is there one email i can email is there one call can you go to a service address and have billing. So similar to Jobber, similar to our own um, booking system, uh, we are able to say to customers, here's our WCB clearance form, here's our insurance, which the mom and pops for the most part don't have, so there's less competition. Here is an email that you can send to that someone's gonna get back to you. Here's a phone number, here's billing, we're gonna follow the processes. and it was just having this casual conversation uh, late yesterday afternoon with this property manager and they're, yeah, where do we sign? <laughs> Please contact, you know, reach out to your franchise partner, get us intro- introduced. So that one was a bit easier. I mean, you gotta, you gotta hunt and grind for every relationship and work on it and foster those relationships. But it really is something where, you know, 80, 90% of our work is still in homes or businesses, but the, the actual person we're dealing with as a client that's how we're classing it as commercial. So a, a realtor would be commercial, but you're you're still sure. you know going into a house that's being sold that has the 1992 sponge paint job on the accent wall that needs to be painted over, yeah. and uh, you know TV taken down and the wall patched or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a big change in the business. So you're really more going after these gatekeeper, these property managers who have access to 10 or 50 properties or whatever it is, or the realtor in town who needs all his houses looking mint for the showing. That's kind of where, where you're taking this thing a bit. Yeah. And it certainly, it all comes down to communication and trust. You know, you and I were just chatting on um, prior to this call about how when you have trust with a property manager or a commercial client, they just say, go and do it. And no one's nickel and diming you. You're not nickel and diming them. There's a trust of, I need this $1,200 job done. Please take my headache away. Go do it. We'll invoice us when the job's done. Follow the process, and it's done. That's what people want. Right? I have a headache. Give me the Advil um, or Tylenol, depending on your brand preference. Um, but that is essentially what people want. And it's the same on the, the resi side with you go and do a three-hour job. They want a TV mounted, a light fixture changed, and a dimmer switch put in. Um, And it's just, when am I going to do it? Do I have time? They can go online and book it, or they can call us. It's simple. I think they like, man, get it. Like, I'm surprised they haven't hired you guys actually, like, for our place. Like, I'm Alex does our handiwork here, but I'm just so not, not handy, and I'm like... 
you know, as life evolves and you have kids, I think you want to really like be rock solid on who's coming into your home, not, and the price almost become like, I could go on Craigslist and get a handyman for $30 an hour, or I can just hire you guys for 300 bucks to take care of A, B and C. Like, I think at a certain point in life, it kind of tips from caring more about the price and more caring the perceived value. Who are you getting? What's the brand? Like, how do I know they're not going to, you know, walk out with the safe in the bedroom or I, I don't know, but you kind of know what I mean. Like you, you yeah. want you want more of that uh, high level of trust than that low price point. So I, so the one thing, so my wife was in our business and she was running white rock when we launched. And uh, one of her sayings is I, I love it is it's, it's called the who's to blame factor. So if you have a guy who may or may not have an email or phone number tomorrow, mount a TV and the TV falls off the wall, who's to blame? Call someone? Are they going to come back or are they going to replace your TV or whatever? Yeah. Um, with us, there's a who's to blame factor. That's why Geek Squad can charge $300 to mount a TV where our average is an hour, hour and a half, so 100, 150 bucks. Well, they're charging more because that brand has a who's to blame factor. I put it on the wall, if it falls off, I can call them and say, the thing fell off, fix my TV, fix the wall, whatever it may be. And so we have qualified people that can do it. There's the who's to blame factor of, we have a, a number you can call head office at, not just a franchise partner. Um, and there's a lot of value, I think, in that. As you build your brand, um, you have the right to charge more because you're not gouging someone, but you are paying someone a fair wage. You are paying taxes. You are, you are paying for insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And so you are, in general, supporting your community while folks in your community are supporting your business. And I think that's a deeper way to look at things versus just the... I'm going to get a $15 an hour guy so I can squeeze an extra five bucks out of the hour, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Quality, why people pay money for a Porsche versus a, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Little, I know what you mean. We'll say a, a cheap they car. Know, they know what they're getting. So yeah. yeah. It, it's funny, man. I find like we're coming into 2021. I feel like over the next 10 years, that's going to become an increasingly for our generation, uh, an increasingly important factor is that who's yep. to blame factor. I like how you put that. This is a this is a perfect segue actually to take us into question two, which was um, we kind of know who you are, what you do. Tell us uh, what you love, Craig, about home services. Like I, I freaking love home services, but I want to hear from you what sure. you love about it. And and uh, yeah, we'll give you the floor here. Okay. Well, I think the one thing is the mobile opportunity, right? You're going to someone. And so I have, we feel very fortunate during this pandemic in our business. I have a lot of friends that own gyms and restaurants. Um, I look at lease costs. I look at you are fixed somewhere and are relying on someone coming to you. Um, we can we can pivot and add different services. A restaurant can't add a massage part to it um, unless you're maybe in you know a dodgy restaurant. Yeah. Um, but we're able to pivot and change, and our overhead is minimal. So if you look at a you know, you have a vehicle, you have a person. 
and the person is essentially cost of goods because you know you're paying them while they're doing work and so when you have bricks and mortar there's certainly opportunity to do great things um, but there's also risk involved so that's one part that i really like on the home services the other part that i touched on uh, loosely is i believe whatever service you're in can cast a net and can gain so i'm going to use this as an example we're We've done a soft launch, but it's going to be uh, like a full-on launch in the spring for dryer vent cleaning service. It, the service is branded as dryer vac, which is floating in under handyman. And so when we looked at that, you know, mid-April, when the whole world was shut down and everyone's sitting, thinking through things, it was like, well, if I have a business and I have 500 customers within that business and they love and trust me for what I do, if I can have a bolt-on business, I would bet I would bet a lot of money that I could get anywhere from 30 to 50% of those customers to use my other service. Mm -hmm. So if you have a couple of hundred customers and you can get 30% of them to use your next service, you instantly have 70 customers for that new bolt-on. So now instead of doing 200 services for those customers in six months or two months or whatever, you're doing 270. Then people talk and refer and that's going to grow as a percentage. So now your 200 customers are really 300 services. You bolt mm -hmm. something else on, you're now adding your customers, which are automatically adding customers to your core business and as a percentage to the bolt-on business. And you can really see some exponential growth there. So that's another thing I like about home services is you want to stay focused and you want your technicians to be able to, for the most part, provide the bolt-on services so that they can even cross pollinate there. Um, but you just, you can't do that in a lot of bricks and mortar. Subway can't sell hammers, right? Like no. it does. So I really like that part and I like the safety in low overhead. You have your cost of goods while you're doing your business. Um, but that low overhead has shown that, you know, recession, pandemic, whatever it may be, uh, it certainly helps to be able to run lean in a month or two when you have to and not lose 20 or 30 grand just on lease payments. Yeah, man. I think a lot of my buddies who run home service, I mean, my buddies running Christmas light businesses now are obviously just blowing up. People can't get on a plane for their $10,000 family trip. So they're spending a thousand dollars to put lights up on their home. And I think you hit it on the head. It's, it's, it's almost recession pandemic proof, whatever you want to call it. Um, not making light of the fact it has been really hard still for lots of businesses and home services. But I think seeing that there's that constant demand, uh, people need, like, I think real estate is a solid sound investment. People can anywhere in the world agree on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you need to maintain that. Therefore, like, I think that's why home services benefit is because of the value in real estate. People want to upkeep their stuff and two, everyone needs a home to live in. So I right. think that kind of goes without saying. So you love the the uh, low overhead component. You know, you don't need a big angel investment, um, which which is great. And then you also love it. Sounds like um, being able to be adaptable. And you know, you go through. You hear from your clients. Do you guys offer this? Do you offer this? And I know you're good at that. Always like, boom, we're investigating a new service. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you guys have like ten services in a few years. But I think once you have that ideal avatar customer you could get them for as many services as you could get without kind of convoluting your business model. Like, do you find, do you find challenges in offering your 
your franchise partners, like they're doing handyman and then, oh, we're going to do dryer vent and then we're going to do, does that get complicated at all? Or are you kind of figuring that out? So that's a great question. So we, so we have a couple of uh, approaches to that. One, dryer vent, dryer vac, the service we're doing, um, very much folds into, it just becomes like, a, we've branded the service so that it's recognizable, but it, it's, the, it's just another item list on this, the handyman website, TV mounting or dryer vent cleaning. So that part keeps it simple. Um, we're launching a disinfectant fogging brand. It's called Fog Clean Canada in the next four weeks, which is a completely separate franchise to Handyman. Our Handyman franchisees are going to have an opportunity to be a part of that, but it's a separate business. And we would say to our franchise partners, you know, if you want to be in this business, you need to be able to focus on both because focus does help your business. You can't be spread too thin. Um, and that's where we're going to have those conversations with our handyman franchise partners to say, here's a great opportunity. This is what the model looks like. Here's the numbers, all that type of stuff. Um, here's the, here's what would be required from you. Um, so those two approaches are very separate. It's, you know, adding a services page onto handyman is relatively easy. You can say, you know, this is the, you need a, $2,000 in equipment for dryer vent cleaning. You need to buy that. This is how you bill it. Uh, here's the margin opportunity. And once everyone's got all the equipment, we'll just add it to online booking where someone can click 109 bucks. You click, you book it, we show up. It's outside access, which is even more pandemic friendly. Mm -hmm. Do the service and go. Um, whereas another approach of a whole other business does add more complexity and we do have to have the discussions with different franchise partners to say you have to be in a position to have both be as important mm -hmm. um and if you're unable to do that then we would say you know it's better if you probably just stick with the one yeah i think too as you're like franchisees maybe they they fully system it say they own i don't know this airdrie in in alberta and they get handyman going and maybe that's a truck or two but that's all like that area could handle then if they're you know a high-flying person and they can they're they've showed good aptitude for business that could be really natural to say you've already got two trucks for handymen let's give you a, a additional truck and now you're doing fill in the blank whatever the service is so i think when you cap on a market because i think most people go into home services for their own lifestyle and i think they want to really work where they live and i think if you could say max out your territory with handyman that's like getting to first base and then you could look at an opportunity of like this other one or we just roll out these other services under handyman and that's the yeah. beauty of your brand i think you could your service page could be like a freaking as long <laughs> as you want i think like that's kind of cool as well so you you hit you hit the nail on the head that's probably why we get along so well is like like-minded so we're in the process of you know knock on wood that's just in legals right now on closing on vernon which will be you know fifty thousand people in population uh it'll be 250 handyman so it'll be our first 250 handyman and our first kind of entry into the okanagan which we're super excited to do and so our small markets are very interesting for us because a standard franchise for us like a Kelowna, would cost 30 grand and then your startup fees Mm -hmm. uh, Vernon, a Penticton, a Soyuz, 
West Kelowna, Salmon Arm, um, we're only charging 15K for those territories. Same support, service, brand, everything. Um, but it's very interesting how you said that because that's the exact conversation we had uh, with Mark and his wife in Vernon was you can have a couple of handyman vans running. And the reason we're branding, say, dryer vent cleaning, not just as we clean dryer vents, we're branding it as dryer vac is to start, you can have your handyman van and a little dryer vac logo on it that, hey, we also do this. When you max out on, say, handyman with a couple of vans, you can now brand dryer vac and have a dryer vac van brought to you by handyman. You still have consistency in the brands together, but now that's a dedicated van to that service. And with Handyman, what I love is specifically to our business is it casts such a wide net that to your point, we can do, you know, high reach vacuum cleaning. We can do uh, dryer vent cleaning. We can do, you know, whatever, a whole bunch. Yeah. of. Stuff. And our goal really is to push on the commercial side. And then secondary to that is every year add an additional service over the next 36 months that is going to be complementary to what we do and what our clients need. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Then you're really not necessarily needing more clients. You're just looking at offering your great clients additional services, and that's a great way to grow the business too. Um, so that's awesome. Okay, well, you're making it all sound pretty easy. I mean, tell us um, – Tell us the flip side. Uh, tell us that entrepreneurship is not just sitting on a beach in Thailand for, you know, months at a time drinking uh, cold Chang beer. Like what are the, tell us it's not all sunshine and rainbows. What are like people watching this feed over the next day or two, they're running window cleaning, pressure wash, whatever business landscaping. Uh, and they're having a tough go. Like it's, it's not all easy. So tell us what, what are some challenges specifically to, not just like the long hours of being an entrepreneur, but like specific to the home service industry, like is it hiring people? What Where's kind of the pain points you found and what, what's challenging about it? Yeah, so I'd say it's even tougher now with the pandemic on hiring people. Three, four months ago, everyone were on CERB um, or that's whether it's in the people watching the States or Canada, um, were on federal support and would rather stay at home and be on their COVID vacation. So there was definitely a challenge, I think, hiring people. Um, people are always an issue, like in a good and a bad way, whether it's um, I have to support our franchise partners on the roller coaster of up and down, and today I'm killing it, tomorrow I'm a loser. What the hell have I done with my life? Yeah. The next day I love my customers. The next day I hate customers. Why the hell do I need them? They're a necessary evil in my business. And so I think the, the, the one part is it definitely is a roller coaster ride. Um, you can be on top of the world one day and the next day, and it's all psychological for the most part, but um, that's the challenge we all have is um, I think it's a sickness to be an entrepreneur <laughs> because we, we love the, there's uncertainty, there's ups and downs, there's, you know, times when you just can't do anything wrong and times where you can't do anything right. There's moments where someone's quit and you're standing under maybe like a leaky teles telescopic pole cleaning a window, drenched, soaked, thinking what the hell have I done with my life? And then there's other moments that you're standing with your whole team going, damn, this is pretty cool. And so, you know, I think having that kind of, 
the vision of where you're going to go. And sometimes in life and journeys, we have, you know, great times, we have bad times, we have tearful times, we have joyful times. And it very much follows life. You know, people think it's safer to work for someone else. You're at the whim of that business and how that business does. And when you're working for yourself, you know, you're, you have to hustle to keep the lights on. So I think um, people are always a challenge. Uh, let's be honest, money and cash flow is always on the back of people's minds, especially for all of us small business owners. It's like, okay, can I make payroll? Or yeah, it's great to get this big job, but can I float 50% on gross? Like, mm -hmm. can I do that for 60 days or 30 days? Or, you know, so I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of up and down and, I find I have to check myself quite often to say, okay, what do I have? What am I, what am I fortunate for? As entrepreneurs, we work all the time, but we also have the ability to not have to have it be nine to five. My, my, myself and my wife's commitment are that we take Charlie, our son, he's seven year old, he's in grade two. Uh, we take him to school and we pick him up. So I don't do calls between two and three, and I don't do calls between seven thirty and eight thirty ish. Nice. Because that's my commitment. Am I going to do a call at seven o'clock at night? Sure. Um, can I do a call super early in the morning if it's out east? Sure. But I think that's what people need to get their head around: is you work when you have to work, you hustle when you have to hustle, and you got to ride out. You got to try and level out the initial three to five years, and it's. I mean, you've gone through this too. You know, it takes a while to get that your business to be kind of even when it comes to the emotional ups and downs. Um, and it takes years. It's not a oh, I'm going to bust my hump for three or six months and then it's going to be it's it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And I do think you know we all go through those ups and downs. Let's just say if you're doing a call at seven at night, you got a glass of red in one hand, though, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred. And if it's a video call, uh, my wife will bring it to me in a coffee cup. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, man, I think it, that's super on point. What you said, you know, I saw this meme on it was going around on Instagram maybe a week or two ago, but it was like, "Choose your hard." It was saying, and it was like, "Running a business is hard," or "Being an employee is hard," right. and it was like all these like dichotomy views of uh you know it's it's hard sitting on the couch and not exercising it's hard going to the gym like you literally just choose your lane of hard in life that you want to do and and it is a disease like michael gerber it's an entrepreneurial disease we have like we're diagnosed we're we're weird we're crazy but i think that makes life uh kind of fun too having a little bit of uh unpredictability but i think within reason like i think it always says, oh, get outside of your comfort zone. I think you want to be like just a little bit outside of your comfort zone, not like drowning in the deep end where you're up to your eyeballs in debt and everything. But I think, you know, you need to kind of risk it for the biscuit, as they say. Yeah. So I think that it, it, but I agree, it takes years, man. Like, I think you're, you're a seasoned uh, entrepreneur now. Like, that's probably good for a lot of people following this page, you know, start a business and think it's going to be easy. So it, is it easy? Has it been easy? Is it ever easy? What, what's your thoughts on that? I tend to agree with you. You should always be a little bit uncomfortable. So, you know, we, during the pandemic, everyone clammed up 
and we put 10 grand into a new website. It's not because we had a bunch of extra money. It was identifying now's the time to put daylight between yourself and people that clam up. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to market and to work harder than you ever have because your competition is not. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I don't think it should ever be easy. <laughs> that sounds, you know, maybe when I'm 65 and we have a COO in place running the business and it's like, okay, we'll sit in on a strategy meeting and a quarterly and culturally come in and say hi or whatever. Sure. Then it'll be easier because someone else is dealing with it. But I think while you're active in your business, it's never easy, but that doesn't mean it's not fun. Like solving a problem, I think for all of us in, in business is fun. As much as at the time it might be like, what the F am I doing here with my life? Um, but when you're done, it's fun. When you risk investing in a new brand and you say, hey, our brand never existed in this city, town, neighborhood, and now it does. And people know about us and it was worth all the sweat. So I think, I don't think it ever gets just easy, but I think you can find uh, value and worth and growth out of pushing a little bit harder. Yeah, it's. I think it's fulfilling too to look back in 10 years and whether you have handyman or you're doing something else, but like looking like that brand will exist to some degree and it's like, looking back at that and being like, man, remember like when we started that, you know, like that kind of, I think about that with Revive, you know, in 10 years, I want the company to be around and be growing and like, you know, showing your kids that too. Like, yeah, we started that from like a junker little truck with two grand in the bank account is like, that's the beauty I think of being an entrepreneur. It's fulfilling, not from a, like a braggy standpoint, but just like, I don't care if anyone else thinks it's cool. Like I think it's really cool. And like, that's end of story. So I think that's kind of what makes the fight worth, worth going to battle to every day. And I think you got to find the little wins, especially if you're in a tough spot now is Kristen would always say, she's like, Hey, look at this Facebook group. Well, there's a white uh, South rock moms, white, white yeah. Facebook yeah. group. And someone will say, Hey, we need a handyman. And there'll be like 19 people say 604 handyman. And it's nice. like, that brand didn't exist before. It's not for bragging, but it's nice to see that other people find value in what we've done and appreciate the business and the brand or the fact that, you know, we had one little van, little express van and Carl, our handyman who still works for White Rock when we sold it. Um, and then you look at the reviews on Google My Business and you take those wins and you celebrate them and then you just, you grow a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Everyone's always hell-bent on world domination when you can actually look in your own community and go, wow, I can go so much deeper versus wide and there's going to be actually more value in that. Um, and the same with the overnight success, like uh, Brian Scudamore with Winner Got Junk. I remember when we had our 20th, I think I was still there, 20th anniversary. And you know, he looked at me and he was like, it's amazing how these overnight successes take 20 years. Yeah, it, it's true. Like, you know, you, you just, you, you see a business and it's like, yeah, I've been grinding for two or three years and now it's getting a bit easier on the grind level. I have a little bit more cash flow to reinvest in the business, but you're always looking to grow. It's like, Hey, I don't just want two vans. I want the next one. And then when the next one's full, 
I want the next one. And that's, you always have to have that mindset. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. It's like it, the best way I compare it to is like my favorite board game. I don't really like board games, but through pandemic, we've been playing more and my favorite one is Monopoly. It's like, um, you're just, you're just building this snowball a little bit. You get this one property and then a little bit of cash flow, And then you invest in like your first house when you have the full set and then, Ooh, can we risk for a second house? It's like, that's what I feel like building a business is. And it's like, not even who has the best property sets. It's just like the fact that I get a seat at the table. I get to play that game every day. It's like, mm -hmm. we have such an opportunity to like, work on tweaking our business a little bit every and some days you don't even want to touch it like some days you're just i'm not it's a day off i'm in airplane mode even though i'm not on a plane but um that i think that's what makes it awesome too yeah no i i totally agree um we're running low on time and we have two questions left so we'll see how we do but one is from yeah. one of our listeners from aurora marketing says uh for craig have you had to adjust your marketing strategy due to the pandemic so Maybe we'll touch on that and then uh, we'll just have some closing thoughts and let everyone get back to, uh, to what they're doing. Sure. So real quick, I mean, I think it goes without saying is that our marketing has adjusted in regards to less print, less leave behind, more digital. Um, so when we look at how do we push more on social, how do we push more on Google My Business and AdWords and how do we tie all of that together to really get in front of people, pushing our drive towards online booking for two, three and four hour jobs versus, you know, seeing someone about it. So we've, we've, we've adjusted that because we really take a kind of holistic approach to, you know, we do a little bit of print, guerrilla, uh, social, online, etc. But, you know, mid pandemic, people weren't too jazzed on getting a door hanger hung on their door. They weren't too jazzed about, you know, uh, something left behind on the countertop when you leave. So we've had to look at how do we digitally reach out and thank them versus like you're great with the thank you cards. I think that's something that's that's really good on our side as well is to thank a customer and that old school, it goes so far. I just think getting it is just something people don't do anymore. Um, leaving 30 door knockers around the house the way you've just done a job because your van's on the road, you've got you know third party validation from Mrs. Smith you just work for. So, We've definitely changed our approach, and that's why we invested more into the website and SEO and that type of thing, because we know in the short term, it's good for long term anyway, but in the short term, it is way more of a digital approach than um, print and yeah. Gorilla. Do you, do you think print and Gorilla will still be around in, say, five years, or do you think it's dying? I still think it will be, unless we have the opportunity to touch base with a street digitally, whatever technology comes out, where you can mm -hmm. say, we were just at Mrs. Smith's, here's our service offering, boom, it goes out to everyone in a 100 meter radius or whatever. Yeah. That'll potentially change it. Um, I still think that, you know, a knock on the door and asking for service, like dryer vent cleaning or property stars, they're on our street. And I always yeah. get into having my lawn aerated because the guy's like, we're on the street at yeah. 69 instead of 89, and there we go, right? So yeah. that, I think, will always, on the resi side, be there. But the digital world is changing a lot, and I think yeah. is the way of the future. So. 
I think whatever, yeah, what you said, whatever creates this like immediate kind of like uh, response, you know, like you're here, yep, do it. Like, I just think that that's who we are as humans. Like, I don't think that's going anywhere, but I do think pairing up the offline with, yeah, the online is, is kind of the best, probably happy medium. But I just think there's no replacing, like your truck is in the affluent neighborhood. All the houses are worth $1.2 million. The household incomes make 110 grand. Um, can we take care of your window cleaning for 199? We're already here. It's just like no one's going to say no to that. And I think like everybody saves time. It just seems like win-win. So it's something we've been trying to push. We run into the problem though, where our crews are so stinking busy that it's like getting our guys to go like build up the neighborhood buzz is difficult. So we're looking at strategies for next year. Maybe that's a salesperson that comes to the door obviously like covid friendly we'll see what happens but i just always think about that like how many how much opportunity is each service truck leaving on the table just from neighbors that just need a, a little bit of a push so real yeah so real quick on the dryer vent cleaning for us mm -hmm. we're looking at you book one job and potentially potentially the duration is four hours even though it's a half an hour job so that your guy gets on the street it's 109 for the service. You're knocking on doors. It's 79 bucks because we're here. That $109 job could turn into a $700 half day on a street because you can bang out services every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, you have to be creative. And at the end of the day, you have to hustle. You can't just run your business from behind a computer and hide. You can't mm -hmm. hide behind emails. You need to pick up the phone, research. Maybe I'll mention something in closing, but... Yeah, where I think you just go a little deeper and it adds a ton of value. Okay. Well, you're wetting our appetite there. Um, maybe leave us with, Craig, Where where's your business heading in 2021? Don't tell us all your trade secrets, but do you guys got anything fun in the works or are you going to just adapt obviously through the new, the new normal, but what do you got in the, in the pipeline here looking at next year? Yeah. So 2021, our goal is to move, um, move our commercial to a 70% mix. Um, we want to increase our average job size by 50%, which wow. ties into the whole commercial approach. Okay. Um, far more of a holistic approach with, you know, like in, bank, in the lower mainland, we have five locations. We only have Richmond left to sell. So we'll end up with six franchise partners here. Um, how do we approach a commercial client? How do they, you know, the Big Mac tastes the same in Boston, Vancouver and Toronto, same thing, same system, same treatment, same estimate, same communication, etc. So we're going to dial in even more. We have good systems, but we want to take it from good to great. Um, how do we market to that customer? So we're really going to have this kind of almost ferocious take on going after property managers and realtors and stratas and how do we talk to them and really, really work on that as our key focus. Um, then the other part is going to be fully rolling out our first, you know, bolt on service. Um, so yeah, we have with the vaccine coming, I think it's not going to change the world in a day, but it's going to take the worries away. And I think business will be a little bit more normal than it was this year. Mm -hmm. um, and it's still going to be, I think we're going to see record revenue year next year based on people still not traveling. Um, yeah. It's going to be home. I think next summer is going to be crazy.
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right on that. We've already been feeling it with Christmas lights, just people being home. It's like a spike we've never seen. And we're just trying to keep our head above water for another three weeks here. So, um, I guess it just popped in my head, Craig, but you coach like all your franchisees, other businesses. What, if you had to say like the one mistake that is pretty common for someone getting started in their business, like, do you have kind of one thing that comes to mind that yeah, if you could kind of fix this one thing, you'd be that much, like one incremental tweak, you'd be that much further to the end zone. Do you have anything, piece of yep. advice on that? Can, I would I would say the biggest thing is consistency. Hmm. I think what we see in a lot of businesses um, within our own and outside, but more outside of our system is I market, market, market. I get some work. I'm doing the work. I forget to market. Yeah. I have no work. I market, 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 I get some work, and you're in a cycle of this. Hmm. If you can be consistent in, and it's all, I put everything in my calendar because I have an awful memory. Yeah. So in my calendar, this is when I'm going to post social media. This is when I'm going to focus on this vertical. This is, I have calls that are booked every week with different people that are standing meetings. Yeah. But if you can find consistency in, I provide service X. I am marketing for service X. Now I am getting leads and jobs for my marketing efforts. And while we are doing these jobs, I continue to market so that I take this out of it and I create this. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is key. It, the consistency, I so often see people will hustle, 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 push, 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 get to a certain point, And then... They're not consistent in their marketing practices or what their or their systems, and then it falls off again, and you go back down and you hustle, hustle, hustle to get work again. Yeah, that's why our competition doesn't answer the phone half the time because they hustle, they get work. Now they're doing the work. They're also the technician. Yeah. They have no systems to support them, so they don't answer the phone or get back to you, and they'll call you back two weeks later when they're done their project and you've already moved on. Yeah, I've seen it with when I got junk. I've seen I've seen it with all of the businesses we've been involved in is consistently being in and on your business is key. Going into the cycle of hustle, then not market, then not is just you're just going to be spinning your wheels in the same spot at the end of the year. Ask yourself, why have I not improved? It's like the guy who's been in business for 30 years, but you've just repeated that same year of business 30 times. Because, yeah, I think what you're hitting on is this like production pit, you know, like I saw that back in my days with student painting, we would go book up all this work. So we'd have $50,000 of work by May 1st, and then we would need to produce it. And after the two months producing it, you're like, crap, I'm low on work, need to go. So it... You're constantly like osculating. I call it like the three P's, profit, people, and projects. I almost forgot the third one, but um, <laughs> you you want to be having enough projects, so handyman or window cleaning or pressure wash or whatever, painting, and then you want to have the people, and you're just like constantly trying to like find what that balance is for any level of home service company. But I think once these guys get stuck on site, I think once they experience like – what it feels like to have an employee do the work and like, yeah, you might still jump in on a Saturday or the odd thing, but if you can have an employee or a crew do like 80% of the work, 
I think once you like feel that and it works, you're like, there's no other way to do this thing. But just I, how do you like get people there? Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, you, if you want to be a good entrepreneur and a good business leader, you cannot hoard. You cannot hoard all the tasks to yourself. Yeah. You have to learn to delegate and you have to trust. So is someone going to be a better handyman than me? If I was the handyman myself, which I'm handy, but not You're pretty great. good. You're handy. <laughs> if I was a good handyman, I would say I know someone else isn't going to be able to fix that cupboard as perfectly as I can, but can they fix the cupboard? Yes. And can I give them little tweaks? Yes. And oh my goodness, now I have an entire morning to network and to market. Or now I can sit down. I might hate or love social media, but I can sit down and schedule my stuff. Oh my goodness, isn't it easier to answer these emails now versus have them all yeah. pile up all week, stress me out, or answer the phone? And that is, you, you have to take the plunge on hiring right. I've hired right and wrong, and it sucks when it's wrong. You got to deal with it and then move on and get the right person. But once you have that, to your point, You'd never go back because it's like now I really understand instead of being the and you've read E-Myth as probably as much as me is, you know, now I understand being in or on the business and what a tremendous difference that's going to make in your life and your business. Mm -hmm. 100% man. It, it's about just convincing the person to take the take the plunge. Like you say, like it's it's hard to just talk about versus like you almost want to pay somebody just to do it for like a month, just to see what it feels like. Um, Cause mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's totally life changing. I only really learned about systems like maybe three years ago now. So I feel like I'm still pretty new to it, but um, it's just an endless amount of information of, of different systems you can make in your business. But that's probably the biggest one is get the owner off site. And so you can go do other things working on the business. Yeah, and then that, that levels out, that can help you level out seasonality, it can help you with cash flow, you can look at the business and say, well, well, we're going to do these couple of little jobs over here that pay immediately, we're going to do this job over here that's maybe net 30, okay, yeah. I'm this guy busy, and you know, there's, there's always that fear of, do I hire now, and then am I going to have enough work, because right now I don't have enough work to keep someone busy, but you need to flip that and say, if I have someone to do the work, I can go and hustle and get the work for them to be busy versus, yeah. well, I'm, you know. And so it is a struggle, and a, a, there's a mental block there for a ton of people, but you can certainly push through that. And if you do, it's uh, it'll definitely change. Yeah. Another analogy I say is, like to my students, I say, let's transition you from being the quarterback in your business to being the coach. Like I know you're big into football, as um, some of my students are, but it's like, even if you're going to be the playing coach and like go put yourself in on like the big play with 10 seconds left to go run that whatever. I don't know a ton about football, but um, I think that's what we want to transition to. Not like when the call comes in to go do the thing at Mrs. Smith's, you're not the first technician to like, boom, jump out. I'm going. It's like, let's try option A, B, C, and D if all those people are booked or off or sick or whatever, then like you call your number and jump into the game. So I think it's a process for sure. But I think that's kind of 
the best analogy I make for, for students trying to transition, like don't just be the Superman, the quarterback in every play. Like let's try get you a little bit strategic on your business too. Well, and that's human nature as well, right? Is I go to where I feel comfortable. So if I'm the technician and I'm sitting here going, crap, I have to do a post. I have to write this. I have to reach out and network to these 10 people. Ring, ring. Oh, we have it. Oh, okay. And now it's an emergency. I'm going to go do it. Yep. And you really should say, yeah, we can come and do it at this time. Reach out to your tech. He goes out and does it. And you force yourself to do the stuff that makes you uncomfortable and the stuff that sometimes sucks in business so that you can push through and not just because we all do it. It's like, I, I love having these chats. So if I had to go through, have a one hour call with my bookkeeper or have this chat, yeah. the last, I'm going to push so much stuff in front of that call yeah. because I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's human nature, but you have to force yourself into the uncomfortable part of it. And then it will become comfortable because you'll become more proficient at that. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that. I mean, I think whatever business level you're at, there's things even you don't like and I don't like that we will put off. Like that's, for us, it's not hard to not work in the field. Like for me, I suck in the field. But for me, my proclivity would be to jump in the office. Like I'm highly organized and administrative. So like, oh, there's 40 emails there. Like let me just right. go and give me two hours and let me just get that down to zero and my inbox will feel like so good and I won't miss anything. And so it's like, that's not the best. I'm doing my business a disservice when I just cut my office manager out and say, I'm going to go do it. Like helping is different from like managing it. So I think like knowing yeah. where you're helping versus what are you actually owning and managing? Yeah. We ran majorly over time, man. I, I feel bad. Um, I'm going to let you run, but um, do you have anything to leave uh, the viewers with? Uh, this is going to be populating in the newsfeed for the next few days. And uh, we've got home service entrepreneurs. So I know we didn't get to systems too much. We can talk about that at another date. But anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, I would just, you know, focus on what you can control. Don't focus on what you can't. We're all working in strange times. Um, business is hard enough at the best of times, so we look at what can we do, what can't we do, where can we push, where can we be safe, um, and I really think focusing on what is going to help you now in the business, help your people, um, is way more important than sitting and worrying about what may or may not happen, um, and I would challenge everyone to put yourself, it's good to be uncomfortable. Um, it generates, you know, pressure creates diamonds and it really being uncomfortable forces you to learn so that you're comfortable in that and adding the different tools to the toolkit, not to use handyman puns, but adding more tools to the toolkit make you better, right? So you love to read business books like I do because it gives us a little bit more skill or insight where we may not have had it. Or even if you know something very well and you talk to someone else about it, there's one or two little nuggets that you get out of it that will help you grow. Um, so I definitely stay positive, focus on your business, don't get stuck in it, um, control what you can control and the rest takes care of itself because if you're controlling good communication, good service delivery, you're gonna have repeat business, you're go going to grow your business um, and on the flip side, if you don't, you know, in business, you do or you don't. There's no kind of half pregnant. Yeah. Um, so you have to you have to deliver or you don't. And that's something that 
we all own and it shows on the bottom line or the top line revenue in your business on am I giving my customers what they want? Am I giving my team what they want because they directly reflect on the brand and then deliver to the customer? And it's, it's very simple, but it's very hard to keep it simple. Um, but it's all mindset. Mm -hmm. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> uh, Craig, where can people reach out to you? I know there's a lot of independent owner operators here. Maybe, uh, maybe they're wanting to talk about franchising or, or tapping to your expertise. What's the best way to, to find you? I know we'll take yeah. your, your page here, but what's the best way to, to connect with you? Yeah, no, thanks for that. They, I, Easiest way is by email, Craig at localhandymangroup.com. Um, we've got you know a bunch of info on our website in regards to franchising and our systems, etc. I love talking about business, so if someone wants to reach out, more than happy to have a have a quick chat. And um, yeah, I appreciate the time, and I always love uh, I love our chats, whether they're on video or over the phone, just getting caught up. Yeah, man. Or connect with Craig on LinkedIn. He's got about 6 billion connections now. So he's almost got the whole world. So um, yeah, find Craig on LinkedIn too. But um, thanks uh, for your time, Craig. And thanks to the viewers. Uh, we had a steady tribe of people watching this whole stream and, and more will come on, I'm sure. And uh, guys stay and girls stay tuned for future episodes. I'm going to be bringing on um, movers and shakers in the home service space so that you can learn from. Uh, it's all free value here. So uh, watch this episode again. Uh, lots of gold nuggets from Craig and connect with him on LinkedIn and through email. Um, thanks for watching, guys. And, and Craig, thanks uh, again, man. I ran you 25 minutes over time. It's all good. Thank you very much. See you, man. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.